the New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Well, this is 2016, and we're back with the New Zealand Tech Podcast, uh, episode 264. I'm Paul Spain. I'm Damien O'Carroll. And Kia ora, I'm Will Reid. How are you guys doing? I'm yeah. well indeed. Nice to have you both back uh, in the yeah. studio. It's been a little while since I've seen either of you. Definitely. First time I've seen that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First Thanks. Time there, yeah. Oh, looking good. And yourself as well, good. Paul. You're looking colourful in the face. Oh, yeah. Bit of, bit of sun over the uh, over the break. Yeah. So that, that, that was nice. Uh, but CES was last week, and I did something very unusual for me. Um, first time in four or five years. Yeah. Um, you didn't get an invite. I didn't go to Consumer Electronics Show. Wow. So... Uh, um, no, I'd, I'd had some time away, uh, about two weeks away from the office anyway, and taking another week was eh, going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a stretch and put a bit more of a load if I was a week behind. Um, and yeah, it was it was interesting actually. Rather than being at CES, yeah, um, yeah. but being able to sort of see all the all the excitement and the announcements of the Consumer Electronics Show from here, in some ways, is actually a pretty good gig because it's such a tiring event to go to you've got i think this year they they broke records again there were 170,000 attendees uh so in terms of accommodation all those things through the roof pretty full-on expensive place to be and um yeah thousands and thousands or actually probably millions of square feet worth of space to uh to cover if you wanted to traipse the show floor and get to all the events so uh yeah, quite relaxing actually keeping up with most of the news sort of online and, and Twitter and so on. <laughs> so you're just like me and Damien, just normal Joe Blows, plebes, just watching it online. <laughs> There's some, there. actually something to be said for that. There were some, I mean, I must admit, there have been some really cool things I've seen at, at CES and, and there was that sort of apprehensiveness around, well, if I don't go, what am I going to miss out on seeing and touching and, you know, really getting to check out. But, you know, real, reality is... Um, if most of these things are good, I will see them eventually, and mm-hmm. um, ho- hopefully the reporting's been good enough that I haven't missed out hearing about too much cool stuff. Um, one of the things that I saw uh, last year, which didn't pick, I didn't pick as sort of particularly exciting at all, um, is those those hoverboard type things that sort of become popular in the last few months. I yeah. think you were right in not picking them as being exciting. Well, it was interesting because <laughs> the, the I think that either they didn't announce the price or um, the price was really high, so right. there was nothing to think. Oh, this is going to be sort of you know like an expensive skateboard, so anyone could get one. Um, and that would have been a bit more interesting if that was that was the case. But um, you know, as it turned out, it sort of become a real nightmare. And uh, I guess you guys sort of saw the the story over the rate. Was it Russell, Russell Crowe Crow. tried to get onto uh, a plane with one? Yeah. Um, oh, and he had a bit of a tantrum, didn't he? Yeah, he so I think it was really? uh, it yeah. was it like was a, Virgin. So like uh, no. yeah, so he totally uh, he, he he lost it, didn't he? And uh, he went out publicly saying he's never going to fly with them again, and 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 whatnot. And <laughs> uh, well, it was in, it was he's interesting. Doing them a great service. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting to me because that well, you know they came back after and said, well, we did announce this, you know, the week before on Twitter or Facebook or something that. That, that you couldn't take your um, hoverboard or whatever you want to call these these things on your uh, on your pl- on the plane, um, and I'd heard some media reporting around that, but my understanding was you couldn't take them as carry on. But they basically oh. that, what it is is you can't even um, you know pack it into your luggage. luggage. Uh, 
because of the batteries and a lot of these are being wow. made by all sorts of you know random manufacturers I suppose yes. there's no way of controlling the quality and they've got big lithium batteries in yeah. them which are a fire hazard uh, explosions and so on are not hmm. really the uh, what you want on your on your flight, do you? Yeah, it's not a good look, eh, for, no, the, for the gladiator. Um, so I think that you know, <laughs> oh, there's, there's probably a bit of a lack of communications there. And then after the story, it came out that basically most airlines are, have have followed suit or already had followed suit. So he could have just as easily been doing the same rant around Air New Zealand or Qantas or whoever else he flies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, isn't yeah. it like hover means that actually hover? they got yeah, wheels? Because, yeah. so, you know, those, like, those Lexus it? hoverboards are actually it's like... actual hoverboard. Hoverboarding, yeah. but how do they get around there with wheels? It's got wheels. Mm. Yeah, you'd know, Damien, because you're a wheel writer. <laughs> so it's like hover with wheels. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's like a Segway without a stick. It's pretty much pretty exactly much. what it is. Ta- ta- talking of Segways, it's, it's a good segue nice in, in, into what we missed, which was uh, introduced where both of you fit. So, um, Damien O'Carroll, where do, where do you fit into this uh, uh, this world of um, moving technological things and uh, journalism? I don't really fit into this world properly, but um, no, I'm a motoring journalist and I, I write about all things car. And of course, uh, this year at CES, it was about all things car, pretty much. Yeah, well, um, we're definitely keen to jump in and chat about some of those things uh, shortly. Yeah. And, of course, the New Zealand Motoring uh, Podcast. Indeed, We've got a new, new episode Motoring coming podcast. up for us soon. It's, uh, well, you say that with an, ex- with ex- an expectant look on your face, Paul. But, yes, there will be a new uh, podcast very soon. Always always enjoyable. Yeah. Just always always wanting a few more, uh, a few more episodes. Um, and uh, while, while Reid, host of yeah. New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally far removed from this podcast, so you can actually imagine, um, being technology. So, yeah, entertainment, music, bands, films, you, know, you name it, anything to do with the entertainment world. Um, me, myself, Jared, and Yulia will talk about it. Yeah, much, no, yeah, it's good. Uh, but, I mean, day-to-day you work in the consumer electronics world, so exactly, you, you're pretty yeah. up-to-date with all of these tech, tech pretty things. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, especially and, around Christmas. Uh, um, often ahead of me on these topics. So great great to have both of you here and, cool. um, you know, be able to get some opinions. So first up, um, Damien, you hit the nail on the head around CES and car exciting things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There has been just a continuous growth, really, in the I think the last five, four or five years, yeah. from a small amount of news at CES that relates to um, cars. I remember um, I got to meet and speak with the um, the CEO of, of Ford at CES probably about four four years ago, uh, and that was you know one of the earlier announcements of a you know of motoring technology at CES, mm. but. It's it's really just um, increased, you know, not quite exponentially, but it's really it's grown a lot as an event where uh, motoring uh, announcements happen, hasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's um, you saying this is a first, you know, a rare year for you not going. It's actually I was just thinking the other day. It's probably not too far from the day where motoring journalists start getting taken along to these events too, because I mean, they are really pushing it um, this year. Chevrolet General Motors even announced. The new, um, well, Chev Cruise is going to be the mm. Holden Cruise over here, mm. which was nothing to do with CES. Just the fact they had a stand there, so they announced this new car there before the Detroit show, which is this week. Wow, so that, that is unusual because <laughs> yeah, it is. It is usually been they've been very sort of specific on this is quite tech oriented, so we, yeah. we will announce it at CES, and yes. there've been you know, not many announcements at CES in the past, but 
to have yeah. something like yeah. that that they haven't held off for the Detroit. Mm. Yeah, um, it, was, it was quite. Uh, I mean, the, the the cruise isn't a particularly high tech piece of machinery. It's not something that you'd show off at a consumer electronics show in any way. But mm. just the fact that they had a big stand there, they had a lot of things going on. They they announced that as well. Um, of course, they were they were one of the sort of stars, I suppose, of CES with the release of the new. Bolt. Yeah, tell, tell us what's exciting about the, um, the well, Chevy Bolt. That, that is a very exciting little car in that it brings uh, sort of Tesla-style range, electric range, down to sensible money, basically. Yeah. Um, well, I say sensible money. It's it's about 35 grand US, which is sort of nudging around 60-odd over here. Mm. And they often end up being, a, yeah, the, and they can, often can be on the, not on, a the, direct, on, uh, on the higher end of things, don't <laughs> exactly. they? Because that's, that's not a direct exchange rate no. comparison. No. Um, so, yeah, so the the range is the big standout the thing? The range, yeah, they're talking 200-mile-plus two, two, range, um, which is, you know, what, well over 300 kilometres. So, I mean, that's a normal petrol car. Yeah, three right. three hundred and twenty one. Three hundred and twenty one. Okay. According to um, oh Bing today, I thought it was going to be Google, but uh, um, this browser's on Bing. Um, yeah, that that I mean that's that's pretty much usable for most people, isn't Absolutely. it? I mean, what about you, Wal? Would you be able to hap- happy with an electric car that could uh, do over three hundred k's a week? Um, yeah, I, t- I think I do about four fifty k's a week, just normally, just for work and, and cruising around. Hmm. So yeah, I think it'd be right. I just don't know about charging it up though. Um, well, that's yeah, that, that's always the issue. I mean, yeah. getting it's it's getting to the stage where I don't, I don't know what kind of charging system this has got in it, but uh, like I've got the BMW i3 at the moment. It's yeah. it, it's got about a hundred and fifty kilometer range. It takes about eight hours to charge off your normal home supply. Mm. Uh, okay, which so is overnight. You, you overnight, do an, you well, do an overnight, 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 so overnight, yeah. overnight's no problem with these sorts of things. But or where you're up on Uber, you just use it. Yeah. <laughs> Charge it yeah. at home. Like, so the i 3s got the big advantage. It's got okay. the petrol generator in it, so you can you know not, okay. not get too freaky if you miss a miss a charge. But um, they are getting down. I mean, there's a lot of fast charging stations appearing around Auckland now, uh, mm. and uh, for example, the Nissan Leaf, which has got a about 150 kilometre electric range as well, you can get 80% charge into that in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that. So the prolifer- proliferation of fast charging stations is going to change drastically. And how many fast charging cars. stations are there in Auckland now? Have you Why got did any? You I, mean, ask me that? I was just thinking, I have no I, idea. I was, there's a lot more than there used to be. Yeah, because I mean, there's a, and there's certainly, I mean, there's a Which lot of was, charging options, aren't there, around Auckland? You know, malls are starting to offer them. Yeah, and, the only so thing, on. and that, that's, it's probably a discussion for another day because I'm going to have to be writing an article about it for stuff very shortly yeah. too. Is is the, um, the actual fast charging plugs and systems very? We're we're in a sort of a format war at the moment. It's like V8. HS and beta and you know um, because the fast charging plugs are both extremely different to the normal SAE plug you get on all the home charging kits that's right mm. yeah. Uh, yeah and at the moment there's a Japanese standard there's a European standard uh, the fast charging stations have got both of those plugs on them yeah. so you can charge your Nissan Leaf you can charge your Tesla you can charge these sorts of things you can't however charge the BMW i3 or the Mitsubishi Outlander plug-in hybrid or the most popular form of electric vehicle in the in New Zealand at the moment um, that, that will change I mean that's something that's going to have to come and it'll fall into line with whatever whichever format wins overseas but 
it's at the moment, yeah. Like I said, that, that's a quite a deep discussion, probably for yeah, another time. Yeah, I think. No, it's, um, I'm sure there's some um, politics and all sorts of things there, uh, ar- yeah. around. You know how yeah, what, I might just why. get a hoverboard and uh, get around town on one of those. Might be cheaper. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> Easy, easier to charge anyway. Eh? Um, Not if you're flying Qantas, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to you have to when you arrive at the airport, I guess they'll have uh, hoverboard uh, rental stations soon, will they? Yeah, quick charge to, to get to get around that. Yeah, so plug uh, it in, yeah. plug in your mini USB. Yeah. Boom. Um, so okay, so we've 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 got the Bolt two hundred miles on a single charge. Um, that's that's real good. That's real um, good. That's and the price of that, well, that sort of thing will keep coming down absolutely. as well. Yep. I guess it gets that range in part because it's got a bigger stack of batteries in it yes uh, and i think that the um the fact that it's, it's 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 a lot lighter than a normal car they've really optimized literally everything in this car for being an electric car it's designed from the ground up to be an electric car so there's no compromises like the, the predecessor the vault which was a range extender it 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 was quite a compromised car it was still good it was hideously expensive but it didn't quite do what this thing will do and this this does have the potential to make the well to take the ev in a more mainstream direction, particularly in America. Yep. It comes from a big yep. manufacturer everyone's heard of, and yeah, providing they can keep the price at a reasonable level and then get it to come mm. down. Well, that's the main thing, is that's the price point as well. Eh? Absolutely. Why, you know, Absolutely. So 60 grand's a lot for a runaround. That is a lot for a runaround, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. But it looks quite good from the photograph of it. looks great. It looks pretty great. nifty yeah. and modern. Apparently it's incredibly roomy inside. It's very cleverly designed inside. Mm-hmm. All the batteries uh, are, are right down low between the wheels, so apparently it's actually brilliant to drive too. A lot of fun. So mm. it certainly seems an interesting little machine. Nice, Damien. Very cool. Now, what other sort of vehicle announcements stood out? Was there, was there anything else there, Damien? Because I know there was, what, Ford, um, Toyota... Audi, I mean, the whole bunch of the companies yeah. that were, oh, were they're, making they're, announcements, they're all making right? announcements. <laughs> they're all basically saying the same thing that they've been saying for a while now. Hey, we're all into <laughs> autonomous cars and and um, connectivity and, and all of this. Uh, Toyota said very little new. Um, Ford sort of came out with a few new ideas. Uh, everyone was kind of expecting them to talk about their tie-up with Google, but that didn't happen. So whether... They obviously didn't come to an agreement in time to announce anything there. But, Cause, um, well, they've said something, they, they? They touched but, but, on but, but they haven't really it, they haven't, confirmed what no, that what that agreement looks no, like, have they? No, no. They, they they sort of I think the extent of it at CES was they announced that um, Android Auto and Google CarPlay will work with with their sync system now, and that's probably about as close as they got to touching on yeah the tie up with Google. Yeah, I think the thing that actually was one of the highlights that stood out for me was Mercedes, where they didn't actually show anything; it was just an announcement. Um, well, they, they let slip that the E-Class, which is being launched shortly, sometime in the next few months, um, is actually licensed in Nevada as an autonomous car. It can drive itself. Wow. Um, wow. Which mm. I, don't, I don't think, that, that probably wouldn't surprise anyone who's driven a late model Mercedes over the last couple of years, because we've been saying, and I've said it to you before too, yeah. that... You know, Mercedes are all virtually capable of driving themselves now. This, and yeah, just yeah. a few software they, tweaks and a bit of legislation away from it happening. So they, they seem to be, you know, maybe in a similar space to, to Tesla in a lot of regards. Yeah. And yeah, well, um, apparently the next E class has a autonomous lane changing feature in it. Mm. So you're on radar cruise control. You just flick the blinker on to change lane. Wow. It sorts out the gap and figures yeah. out where the cars are, and then changes when it can. So yeah. sounds very all very science fiction, but it does. coming it does. coming yeah. into fruition. Yeah, it, really? very much so. Mm. 
But um, yeah, so apparently all all the the E class actually needs to drive itself, um, like and it's just software tweaks. Yeah, okay. So it'll be released. It'll have all these driver assists, but with just a and few it'll just software get, it'll tweaks. just get better and better. So you yeah. know, it's got the lidar and it's got yeah. all the all yeah. the technology pieces that are required. Yep. And absolutely. Just, so all it's all it's waiting for is just legislation to say that you're allowed to do this, and they'll just be able to plug it in and where you go. Mm. Interesting how Tesla have been continuously updating. It is uh, theirs, and, and they're then talking nervously about sort of. Taking it back again after people post videos on YouTube of them doing stupid things. Yes, yeah, oh, it's um, it's fascinating times. And uh, we also had Elon Musk uh, in the in the last few days come out and 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 just say, yes, of course, uh, Apple are making an electric car, which I thought was you know was was interesting. I mean, I think there's been enough coverage around it and, you know, he's he's already, you know, said that oh yeah, yeah, our, our worst engineers are getting employed by Apple. Uh the those that can't make it here uh, end up at Apple. <laughs> you know, of course he's going to try the, the those uh, uh, a bit of a war, war of uh words there. Um so, yeah, inter- interesting times ahead in the whole world of cars and uh and and technology. I think even Samsung make badged Renaults over in yes. Asia. They yeah. do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so there you yeah. go. There's a big, big mm. time going to get into all these and the other things. electronic companies will be bringing yeah. out cars well, for once, you know. I just see one of the things that at the CES was um, Nvidia announced a fancy new. I don't know what was it. Chip <laughs> or something that I mean they moved from what graphics cards and sound cards into this, this uh, computer supercomputer that can be used for self-driving cars. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen sort of continuous work yeah, in that era. I mean, they have been making announcements around that technology for some right. time. Okay. So, yep. um, in fact, I think there was one of the guys that was involved in that self-drive technology that showed up at Apple a few months ago. So um, that division of um, mm. NVIDIA has been obviously been working on those those components because uh, you, know, you think of a traditional car company, they don't want to start from nowhere. So yeah, in the same well, way I Ford just, um, are working with Google and so yes. on. Yeah. Um, they're doing yeah. that Q, QNX, which is part of you know BlackBerry. Blackberry, yeah. uh, you know they're they're working heavily in um, uh, in that space. It's not uh, you know not just in the um, in, in entertainment mm. sort of infotainment type mm. um, thing as well. So mm. it's interesting. Well, I think Ford have, have announced several. They announced a while ago when we were at that Ford event in San Francisco that they were. Uh, well, whether they weren't a car company anymore, they were a mobility company. That's right, yes. And they, they announced something else the other day. I can't remember what it is now, but they're, they're another type of company now as well, apparently. So, Oh, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll keep getting these announcements. <laughs> and uh, Don't say hoverboard, Damien. No, no, I'm trying to Okay, so other things from uh, CES that, uh, that <clears throat> stood out. Well, you um, have oh, a bit, yeah. bit of um, oh an interest around start, the, uh, the Fitbit Blaze. Start? What's yeah. happening here? Is Fitbit taking on uh, Apple? But they are. It looks like it. Obviously, in looks as well. Um, the, the, it's a comes with a touchscreen, coloured touchscreen, and then the actual watch looks kind of Apple esque as well in appearance. Um, no, no. So, luck what though. is it? Is, I mean, the Fitbit. We know these are our accessories for sort of tracking, jogging, and running, yeah. and, and so on. 
Uh, Apple, of course, have been edging into that that space. But what? So the Fitbit Blaze has most of what the uh, what their existing devices has. No GPS, um, but other than that, it's it's that plus a stylish smartwatch. Yeah, pretty much. It's got limited capabilities compared to a smartwatch. So you'll be able to answer, reject phone calls, check out your text messages, receive calendar alerts, and your heart rate monitor and everything. But you won't be able to get your Twitter notifications. So. Whether that's a big deal or not, or game break is uh, anyone's idea. But it looks okay um, for a smartwatch. And I remember last year in Christmas, just before the retail went through the roof here in Auckland, they were selling the old watches here with the, the, the LED screens. You know, So the, the colour one's going to be an added enhancement. And then you've also got like leather and uh, stylish steel band. Um, you know, bands as well to go with the watch, which are you know that's what Apple do- have done so well is in the accessories. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. money ching ching changer that is. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it all adds up pretty quickly, doesn't it? And sure retailers does. like it as well because they, you know, will tend to uh, tend to make some reasonably good margins on on accessories. They might have to discount the main the main product sometimes, mm. but uh, you know the accessories normally stay at a at a pretty standard sort of uh, price, don't they? It's going to be a big health the fitness industry now with these wearables. It's going to be huge. I mean, look at uh, Under Armour brought up the same thing in their shoes, and then there's a sports bra as well that has a, a built-in uh, heart rate monitor. I don't know. Um, but that's the Ombra, so it looks like they, this segment's going to really it's, take off. Yeah, yeah and, and it's that whole thing as we move to um, smaller and smaller technology components, you drop a bit of technology into anything, and, you know, we've heard about it for, you know, for years of smart clothing and so on, and it all sort of seemed a little bit futuristic and, and a long way off, but... You know, if it costs fifty cents or five dollars to put something in a in a bit of clothing, uh, that doesn't really add too much to the yeah. cost of it. So it's like, oh yeah, if my you know uh, you know as long as they they can add some some good value and and mm. uh, you know in some way, and if it's you know if it's better to read your heart rate uh, off your chest and you're wearing a bra, um, then you know sure put it put it in there. Uh, I personally don't imagine there's going to be a lot of people buying uh, that that technology and uh, of course they're limited to half the market anyway but um, yeah, more and more we'll see smart stuff coming in clothing. I'm, you know, I'm curious around what's going to happen with sports teams that are playing and whether you know as they start collecting a lot more data they put you know put things in the uh, the outfits of the All Blacks and, and everyone else mm. uh, how much how accessible they're going to make that yep. information because I think that, that yeah, will be actually absolutely. quite fascinating to see a whole lot more uh, data about players and their fatigue and heart rates yeah. and all this other information that they could actually do and make part mm. of a live broadcast but mm. then also they might want to keep a lot of that secret right yeah so, exactly yep um, that maybe the sporting bodies are going to have to uh, put some you know, rules in place that say actually you know and this might be 10 years away but oh, actually you know you have to give XYZ information uh, back and there might be some of that even from a safety perspective right and, yeah, and absolutely. I don't know if they can measure brain stuff for brain injuries and uh, yeah American football and stuff like yeah. that there's some pretty violent um, you know things that go go on uh, there which you know probably they could track with this technology it, it could ruin sport as we know it that's absolutely <laughs> true it already has with that bra thing and then the shoes and now uh, the, the one good thing about all yeah. these these fitness wearables coming out though is that now instead of trying to find space to jam a you know an unused home gym or something under your bed or in a closet these things just take up far yeah. less room in the cupboard yeah it's great <laughs> yeah, no it's true and um, Fitbit know what they're doing I mean obviously they're like one of the, the number one Fitbit bands in the world fitness bands worldwide so mm. I mean they're, they're onto it I mean look at it it's going to Oh, I think they'll, they'll do well if you've got shares in the company. Well, their share, their share price dropped after they announced the watch, which was interesting. And I yeah. think there, you know there was a there was a feeling like oh oh that by, by them launching a watch, 
you know, it's sort of saying how important what Apple's doing is in mm. terms of having a full blown, uh, you know, device. And the, you know, I guess we, we, you know when we look at it, uh, there's sort of some comparison to things like. Uh, you know, standalone uh, digital cameras now, right? Mm. A company that sells those or standalone yes. GPS units to to go in your car. Well, yeah. there's not much of an opportunity because those functions get built into mm. uh, into other things, into, and yeah. and that's I guess the concern around Fitbit is yes. as time goes on, is there a you know what does their market look like mm. and. Mm. So on. So there's always a bit of a bit of unknown. They've spent a few years denying vehemently that they would ever do a smartwatch anyway, and haven't they? So always just saying no, no, no. Always just be fitness products. It's a bit like Apple when they decide not to bring a, a pen, stylus pen out, and they brought one out. the pencil. <laughs> it's like well, we'll never use one. And you can't say never in never this exactly. world. Never, of, no, you know, no. that's moving so fast with you yeah. know te- technology yeah. and so on. Right? It's uh, yeah. Um, it's it's not. Not so practical. Um, what they need to come up with now is a probeless prostate check thing, either by Apple or something. Would be great. I was expecting a comment like that from no, you. No, 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 honestly, <laughs> this you know necessity is a mother of invention. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Eye Probe. <laughs> um, I'm not sure where to go with this one because we we can get well off track very very quickly. Um, so what I want to talk about is um, Chinese uh, drone maker Ehang with their Ehang one eight four autonomous aerial vehicle. Um, now, brilliant. Notice that AAV autonomous aerial vehicle. We're used to UAV unmanned aerial vehicle. That's the big difference with this drone. So. You know, we're used to seeing these drone-like things. They, you know, you can sort of look at them, and the, and they they look. Uh, you know, you you can you can figure out looking at them what they are. When you look at this, if you didn't have uh, people surrounding it, and I'm looking at this picture um, uh, of the Ehang 184 at CS, and there are people around it, so you can see how big it is. Um, but it, it it looks a lot like the unmanned type drones, mm. other than the uh, little cockpit in the in the middle, which does look very helicopter. Uh, like, but mm. uh, you've got uh, what is it? Eight um, propellers sort of sticking sticking out from it. So uh, I guess it's a octocopter. Um, and this battery powered um, machine is capable of carrying uh, someone up to about a hundred kilos um, for an, in the air. In, in the yeah. you lose a few case for this model until they release the uh, the the one eight five. Maybe that, that that carries a little bit more for. Uh, I don't you, think Russell Crowe will be buying one. You and me, Damien. Maybe he could put his he could put his hoverboard in there, but I think he, he might be a little bit over hundred kgs now. So this, I mean, this looks fascinating. The bit that got me was though that they're talking two to three hundred thousand US dollars as the price. I mean, that doesn't yeah. make a whole. It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of. Uh, you know, sense for this yeah. uh, for this type of technology. I mean, you know, it's a scaled up uh, consumer electronics device. Yes, there's a lot that they will have to do from a safety perspective. Uh, you know, to to make the thing actually fly, its top speed's going to be in the direction of 100 k's an hour, and it's a very short uh, flight time being uh, being electric. Getting airspace um, approval. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll be curious to see where this goes. I mean, we have bounced around those considerations. I think everyone that's looked at the drones kind of thought, "Oh, when will there be one that's big enough to, you know, take me for a ride?" Um, but for, yeah, a lot of safety considerations, and I think it's just a, a pretty yeah cra- crazy price for uh, yeah, just well, about anyone to con- consider in the short term. Anyway, cheaper to fly to the moon, isn't it? Branson's uh, 
Yeah. That's right yeah, yeah. So what? thousand. Yeah. So which? What would you do if you had the uh, the money spare? One of these that you can keep using for years to come. Um, I don't know. I think I'd rather buy shares in Apple or something like that. So fit for a year. Okay, so you'd gamble it. Buy the paper. Okay, so we've got one person's going to basically go to the casino. Um, Damien, uh, are you in Walls Camp? Are you going to go to the casino with it? Are you going to go to the moon or would you get your um, um, your double quadcopter? I'd probably buy a... a, Shiv Bolt and, and keep the change. I mean, <laughs> when, you're, when you're talking sort of a couple of hundred k range and, a, and, a, and powered by battery, I'd much prefer to be on the ground with those kind of specs. Can I change mine? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think I might just join you, Damien. That one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you could pay off a mortgage. Is it? Yeah. Well, there's anyway, there's all, all, yeah. but there's uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun that you could uh, uh, you could have with tech, but. Um, I would love to go for a, to take one of these for a ride when when it's been well tested. Mm. Um, apparently, um, they have been flown more than a hundred times so far at low altitude. Uh, apparently, in a forested area in um, Guangzhou, um, including several times with a person inside. So, I mean, they are geared up for you know pretty much. <laughs> Did um, they say it was they the have same person? Or, <laughs> autonomous <laughs> control. Was no crash test dummy there? Yeah. I mean. So, yeah, <laughs> not quite the same as a normal helicopter because they are they're autonomous, but um, I think these would be fun. Anyway, um, now a few other bits and pieces. Parrot drones. We've um, we've seen a, you know come across a few of those. They're, you know, for a French company that's been doing a lot with Bluetooth stuff and uh, uh, just those sort of lower end consumer drones. Um, but their new one, the Parrot um, Disco, looks uh, looks quite cool. Um, it's unusual in that we're used to um, drones that are helicopters in some form, right? So uh, this is actually um, a aeroplane, basically. So it's like, oh, that just kind of looks like... A, that sounds boring. Let's fan, sounds just call it parrot. Fan, fancy parrot model aeroplane. But uh, yeah. looking yeah. at the videos, having a camera in its nose and just you know all being able to be controlled by your... Um, um, your smartphone, your tablet, or they've got their their whole kit, which you can control it, you know, through uh, with joysticks and everything. Um, it looks looks really cool. I'd love to have a fly of one of those. Um, mm. I think much more interesting than the old school, you know, model airplane that you you know mm. get yeah. up in the air and you you know you've just got your uh, um, your simple sort of controls with all the cameras and whatnot. It's, mm. It looks really cool, um, and mm. you can just give it a throw and away it goes. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think it's too far off. It's definitely um, coming come to New Zealand in a little bit. So hopefully um, they'll be generous and we'll send one, send one across for us to have a play with and try not to break. Um, why are you guys sniggering there? Is there, is there, is there some suggestion that I've I'm just, broken um, um, drones in the past? I'm just um, trying to maintain. It's, it's, it's almost as though you guys have got long-term memories. <laughs> no, um, not at all. So rude. We're just going with the flow, Paul. Yeah. Do you remember that you were the one that was getting the most excited about the um, drone that could take yeah. a passenger? Um, so, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, what else we got? Uh, um, well, you, you do a bit of work with um, some of the Samsung technology. Um, yep. Did you read about Samsung's uh, family hub refrigerator? Massive, yeah. massive screen on it. Um, do you like it? 21-inch screen or something on your fridge? Uh, this sounds interesting because it's supposed to be able to basically order your groceries um, for you. So you do yeah. your ordering, ordering your groceries. You can see what's in your fridge your, when you're in the supermarket. You know, 
It's just uh, I, I don't know. So I'm, can you remote in from your phone and watch yeah. it? See a see a like live footage of inside the fridge. <laughs> And you can see inside the fridge by just looking through it as well, through the screen as well. So um, cameras uh, inside. Uh, yeah, I mean it's all it's all Wi-Fi hooked up with the latest technology, so you can you know, access you know cooking recipes, whatever you want, you know, shopping lists, cook, you know whatever you need. But really, I don't know. The people will decide with this one. I like your idea of the iPro better than uh, <laughs> actually, Damien, than the smart fridge, smart brass, smart fridges. Uh, Where does it stop? All my smart fridge would show would be, you know, a box Empty. of beer and uh, tomato sauce is probably about all that lives in my fridge. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, it's an interesting take, Paul. I don't know. I don't know. If I mean, it's, it's launching at five thousand US dollars, but of course, anything that launches that point. You know, when we certainly look at smartphones, yeah, you know, smartphones eventually get to the point where that's just that's just the norm. You need a phone; it, it's got yeah, all that in it. So, they, does yeah. this fall into that category? Will the technology end up being so low cost that they'll just build, you know, this sort of thing into into any fridge in a, in yeah. a few years' time? Would yeah. you think? I suppose you get your, your third parties or your smaller companies to be able to do that. They'll just be able to, um, you know, copy whatever you know mm. the big players are doing and make them chew them out cheaper. But um, I suppose Samsung's always been at the cutting edge and forefront of, of innovations and technology. Um, so I don't know. I don't. You I'm like not, you're on I'm, uh, payroll. I'm not. I'm not, con- I'm not entirely <laughs> convinced though about this the fridge idea. No, it's a sort of thing. I that think Americans would love it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know. Yeah. I think there, there'll be a, there'll be an audience. There'll be an audience yeah. for it. Yeah. But Kiwis, I don't think they give a crap what's in their fridge. Really, Probably not. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and most people make a shopping list before they go out and look in the fridge. So, hey. Anyway, that's just my ten cents worth. Um, and another one I came across was the um, the smart shower that's supposed to um, be efficient with consumption of um, water. I wasn't very excited about that one. No, uh, that didn't, it didn't t- perk my no. my. And the um, the the Bluetooth uh, pregnancy tester. Um, um. Yeah, no, it didn't um, didn't didn't cut it for me either. Um, there was um, a, a Wi-Fi connected thermometer. Yes, but it's used by hovering over the skin. Yeah, that looked interesting. It's sort of a um, is that the one you put above your um, above your eye? And yeah, above your forehead, where the, the yeah. that artery is. The, and they say that gives the most accurate uh, temperature reading. Yeah, which is um, is probably good, especially for young kids. It's hard to get it's, them to hold. You know, it's more hygienic. Mm, hold the thermometer yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know. Don't have to sterilise it after the family members used it. That's kind of cool. Um, and there was the uh, Dacry um, smart helmet. Uh, looked kind of interesting. Um, one of the news articles, I think it was the Guardian. <laughs> Dacry. Smart okay, helmet. I don't know how you pronounce it. I don't know. D a q r i. You you pronounce yeah. it better. Yeah. Um, but augmented reality helmet. Um, this is designed for, I guess, sort of industrial uh, type uses, and it, it's you know you'll you'll be able to see what's around you, but then it can you know overlay that with a whole lot of other information, you know, map schematics and maybe thermal imaging type uh, you know visuals and so on. Um, but the headline was interesting because they said Intel launches X-ray like glasses that allow wearers to see inside objects, and you know of course it's just whatever computer data is there is what you can see. It's yeah, not, yeah, not actually X-ray or 
really seeing inside um, you know something unless you had a camera inside it but um, yeah look looked quite um, quite futuristic and, uh, and and quite cool and it's, it's interesting to see these more sort of commercial uh, you know uses of this augmented reality technology where you know investing a lot a, a lot of money in the equipment isn't so much of a problem when uh, you know an organization's going to get a good uh, return for that capability so uh, that was that was interesting. Um, and on a similar vein, BMW unveiled their new motorbike helmet with a heads-up display and, and all sorts of things inside. It was quite an interesting little concept, basically just a, a clear piece of plastic in front of one of the driver, the rider's eyes. Yes. It projected the information onto, um, basic mm. information, whether it be speed or navigation or whatever. And, um, but it could also highlight potential hazards yep. on the road as well, which is... Very interesting one. Yeah, that is cool, and I think we'll, you know we'll keep seeing more of that. And because there were one or two other an- announcements, of, you know, around, like around a similar yeah. sort of track, yeah. weren't there? Actually, which, no, I think I'm wrong about the highlighting the hazards. That was one of the other ones that was doing okay, it. It wasn't okay. the helmet. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah. Um, and one of the um, conceptual design demos that uh, Intel uh, displayed was the adrenaline dress that gets upset when you do um apparently it's basically got intel chips built into it so it's got some smarts and uh it reacts when you you react um quite a weird looking um uh, picture online for this but um you know this uh sort of almost like wings that sort of start you know coming out of you uh, maybe when you're uh, when you're under a bit of pressure, so uh, just moving into the absurd and redonkulous well, part of CS, isn't it? Really? That's always part of the technology world, though, Wall, and definitely yeah. at CS. I mean, it is it's a, it's a demo rather than something they're looking yeah. to sell as a as a product. Um, but you know, every now and then, I guess uh, someone sort of actually will say, "Oh, I want one of those," or uh, mm. some some variation of. Um, but uh, yeah, mostly probably in. Uh, uh, horror movies and the like, no doubt. It could be a useful translator for, for what women are actually feeling when men are talking to them. So, you know, when you're going in dangerous territory, the face might remain impassive, but the wings are coming up. And yeah. <laughs> Venus and Mars. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I get where you're going with this one, Damien. Honestly, I do. Um, now, there was, there was a VR flying rig that looked quite interesting that I saw uh, on Engadget. And um, basically, you, you lie down on this thing and you've got your, uh, your VR, virtual reality headset on. Um, and this could be, you know, basically put you in a position as though you were uh, flying. Um, <laughs> kind of a crazy looking uh, gadget. But as we start moving into um, as we start moving into more and more sort of virtual reality stuff, the idea of things that your body can be on could be quite useful. There was another one um, that was uh, I saw photos of online, which was a little um, I'm not quite sure how you describe, but somewhere where you could stand and you could run and you can do all these things as though you were moving, but oh, it would yes, it, yeah, it would hold yeah. you in one place. Yes. And you've got your virtual reality headset, so it's like, okay, I'm turning this way and I'm running. Yeah. Um, but you're actually kind of doing it on the spot. But it, yeah. it allows you to you know really take those actions, um, so you, you're really moving into that virtual reality mm. world. Um, mm. These sort of things gonna gonna help with virtual reality, wall Because I mean, at the moment, that you know, visually they're really cool and sound, but yeah. if you can actually you you know your actions are, are able to be 
lining up with what you want oh, to do definitely. in these virtual worlds. Definitely. That could be pretty cool, even though they might look and you know sound as though they're like silly, on the set of uh, you know the Hobbit or something uh, yeah. you know, against the green screen, flying around with wires off you. But yeah, no, I, th- I think there's some merit to. It. I mean, it obviously sounds like it's a lot of uh, hassle if you have to be flying and stuff. You know, it's not. Oh, a, you know, it's not a suspended device. No. You can no. sit in the, the spare bedroom. Or no, something. but I mean, you know, some people in in their uh, in their homes have some pretty impressive. Spend by wire in your bedroom. Uh, uh, those, you know, <laughs> on the ceiling. Well, haven't you got one of those uh, big setups at uh, home for? Uh, is, it, is it you that's got like uh, you know for the um, the, the the car yeah. driving um, you know games and so on? You got the big steering wheel and the big seat and all yeah. that sort of stuff. No, I got rid of that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got one too. And I, I tripped over it the other day and yeah. quite badly hurt myself on it. So it is a large metal thing in the middle of the lounge, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, never mind. It always looks stupid when you're holding your steering wheel. It's part of the TV screen. It's like, yeah. come on, guys, drive a real car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Damien does from from time, from time to time, to time. but yeah. you know, every now and then he gets a little bit scared of the real world and so uh, has to come and uh, come inside with a, uh, yeah, <laughs> a driving simulator. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, that was fun. Good to catch up on some of the CES stuff. I know for listeners that. Look, there were thousands of products that were announced. Uh, definitely worth going online, having you know, keep keeping a, a look on uh, you know some of the other announcements and bits and pieces of things that might interest you. Um, but uh, I hope you've en- enjoyed joining us for this chat. Uh, we will be back again, uh, talking sort of a, a bit more uh, regular happenings and announcements in the uh, uh, the the tech world again uh, next week. Uh, you can find us and other podcasts online at podcasts.nz including the New Zealand Motoring Podcast and the New Zealand uh, Entertainment Podcast. Uh, and if you're interested in, uh, in getting involved with podcasting, of course, there's the upcoming Asia-Pacific Podcast Conference here in Auckland from 12th to the 13th of February. Uh, you can find out about that at asiapacificpodcastconference.com. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for coming in. Wall, yeah. where, do we, where do we track you down uh, online? Listeners want to get in touch. Yeah, Twitter yeah just or, um, Google NZ Entertainment Podcast. Podcast, and you'll find a you know social media for Africa on there. I'll be on there with Jared and Yulia, who also co-host the show as well. Great, great, and uh, Damien Oversteer NZ everywhere, Twitter, Excellent. Facebook, everything, and yeah. of course the podcast. Not, um, not yeah. iProbe dot com. No. Not iProbe. Not yet. No, not yet. But, okay, you know. Keep an eye under, on under, under your head. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening in. We'll catch you again next week. And uh, do feel free to uh, you know get in touch via Twitter if you've got any uh, suggestions for, for topics or uh, you just want to make uh, contact on Twitter um, or through contact form on the website. Always great um, you know, hearing from you. All right. Thanks. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT.